Press record. Okay, here we go. Oh, old-timey music. Oh, applause. Oh, okay, then that happens. Yay, this is going on. Everyone's excited again. (laughs) Yay. Hello and welcome to the Super Colorful Original Sally Communicated Transmission of the Wise Known as Skycast. I'm joined here today with fan favorite Ian Dixon and, of course, the Dune Pop King, Sneaky D, David Vanderhaven. Hello. We are celebrating. I want you to call me master. Oh. We're on Twitch now, so we, we big we big deal now. That's right. I want you to call me master. Uh, we're of course referencing none other than uh, Spicy Boy Charles, his dead name, and we like to do that immediately, even without any like following. And I didn't even get to introduce the fucking show yet. Hell yeah! <laughs> but of course, David Esther, look. Look how much work David put in to celebrating... Saruman. You call me Saruman. (laughs) You're already dead. (laughs) So you've chosen death. Okay, get it out. Get it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today, what we are celebrating is none other than the 100th birthday of Christopher Lee. That's right. It's Christopher Lee, miss, everybody. Yeah. We're talking Chris Lee. Do you like Chris Lee? Who does, man? The guy's a badass. He was a badass. He still is, man. This is his 100th birthday today. Fuck yeah, baby. Fuck. That's Woo! right. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Chris Lee movie? <clears throat> That's tough, man. Um, I'll come back to you with that. Okay. The guy was in a lot of, a lot of he stuff. He was in a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> he had some world records. Yeah. One of his world records, in fact, was having the most screen credits uh, the most leading man roles, and of course, obviously, the most sword fights of any Hollywood actor. Yeah. And that's why today's episode is sponsored by swords. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash sword and buy a sword at Amazon and give us money that way. That link right there, right now, if you're a viewer on this Twitch right now, you can click that link. Oh, well, you can't click it, but you can type it in somewhere, and it'll take you to Amazon. Uh, a place where you can buy a sword with a scabbard for $56. That's a hell of a deal. Right? Do you have a sword? Yes. Is, does it have a scabbard? Yes. Oh. But you can never have too many, am I right? Right. It's like a guy a girl with shoes, you know? I, a guy needs his six or seven swords, you know? You know? Yeah, that's true. Because, like, what if you have to arm, like, a large amount of people at once? What are you going to do? With one sword, you can't. You can't just mm-hmm. share it. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's it's not like chlamydia. Mm, it's true. You can't just. It share is it. slightly different. <laughs> 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 Always wear protection. That's right. So it's your protection today. Will you, will you stop fucking around? Just keep it on the damn table. <laughs> I got it. Okay. It wasn't even close to me. Oh my god! Thescottcast.com forward slash sword. That. Get get your fucking Scott Cast needs, and technically, uh, of course, you know this is this is a Scott Cast seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. What? Oh, that's why. What? What are you doing? Trying. There we go. Okay, fuck it. <sighs> Let me tell you guys some Christopher Lee facts. Please do. Jesus. <laughs> that's how we're gonna start this. Today is his 100th birthday. He was born a hundred years ago to this day. And uh, immediately he started being badass. They say that uh, the mo- from the moment he was born, nine months later, every nurse in that hospital 
was pregnant with other children. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a Chuck Norris before Chuck Norris was even a thing. I guess. Um, Let's see. He was descended from Emperor Charlemagne and Robert E. Lee. I didn't know they got together. Guy had a lot of connections. It makes sense. The last name Lee. Probably Mm -hmm. probably there's a connection in there. And probably Bruce Lee, too. He's descended from Bruce so, like, Lee. So, wasn't that his metal? <laughs> that metal album named after Charlene, too? That's right. And, uh, Fuck yeah, dude. and our Chris Lee tree, by the oh, way. Oh, dude. Six foot five Look of pure thing. Chris Lee. That's, that's height accurate? That's height accurate. That's a six foot five tree. That was a large man. Um, on display before us. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I apologize for being a complete mess today. <laughs> but uh, we're trying Scottcast Live again. And. Um, and I've tried to get a whole cast together in like an hour, and I did a great job, but I'm a little flabbergasted, and I'm a little mateed up. I've been drinking the caffeine mm-hmm. like a motherfucker lately. <clears throat> I'm all bouncing. Like, if you see this, if you think the camera's shaking and the table's shaking, mm-hmm. it's not. It's me that's shaking. Yes. On the Twitch stream. Okay. Thank you. Uh. I think we did a great job for not even knowing we were casting today, and then we're like, "Let's do it, baby! Let's go! Let's go! That's it. We're pros. We got this." That's true. That's, That's right. Yeah. So, what if I didn't have time to get a real wizard staff? I got me a shower cane curtain here. We got this, baby. Now, now, Kate is like at your house showering without a curtain, getting, trying to get all that oil off, so we can apply a fresh layer for you later. Yeah, it's gonna get on the walls. It's gonna get on the walls, man. A little splatter. It's okay. You can punish them later. Well, that's not how it goes. <laughs> so, um, I'll just get Stone Cold Steve Austin to do it. No, no, no not this early. Uh, no, that's one. That's one. That's one. <laughs> that is one. Okay. Um, more, more Christopher Lee facts. He was uh, related to Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond, and uh, is rumored to be uh, the inspiration behind James Bond. Could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Like uh, having the most outlandish, uh, chauvinistic character in all literature being based on you. Not me, no. That would be cool, though. It would be cool. Yeah. You, at least you don't have to worry about somebody like accidentally making one about, like, I don't think he asked for it. It's not like, hey, can you make this series about me? Right. Guy was just like, man, you're such a badass. Can I just make this character called James Bond inspired by you? Can you also be one of the Check villains out later? Captain Badass. Yeah. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> that would be good, you know. Uh, let's see. Let's do more facts. I got a lot of facts. He's This man lived a storied life, and we have a big game uh, after this. So he literally met the assassins of Rasputin. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does that, right? Uh, he witnessed the last public execution in France by guillotine. Did you witness a guillotining ever? I haven't seen a good guillotine in a while. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I can't even remember. I, maybe. <laughs> maybe you've so seen a guillotine. <laughs> I got to really think back. I feel like it's something you'd remember. There's quite a bit of blood. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is all before he turned 20. Yeah. I think and they stopped doing the guillotine like right after that. He's probably witnessed yeah, like that's, one of the last the guillotines. Last, that's yeah. why it's the last, the last fucking guillotine. Yeah. Public execution. In World War II, he fought Nazis. Still private guillotinings. Yeah. You know, for watermelons and stuff. (laughs) Alice Cooper concerts. Um, In World War II, he fought Nazis in North Africa. 
He contracted malaria six times in one year, and he climbed, climbed Mount Vesuvius three days before it erupted. Have you ever climbed something and then it erupted besides Cade? Kind of like Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he say the smoke rises from Mount Vesuvius? I don't know. Gandalf the Grey is coming for us. Rides from the east. All right. So he participated in Churchill's still classified Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Look it up. <laughs> Trick. You can't because it's still classified. Chrisley! All right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we need to see a sound. Who needs sound effects when you can just say Chrisley? <laughs> Chrisley! That's the one thing with Twitch that I need to figure out um, how to do is like the graphic and the sound effect at the same time. Same time. Oh, you know, because if I do it there and I do it here, I need this for this, but I need that for that. Fuck a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Anyway, thank God you, if you say his name three times, he doesn't come out because you said Chris Lee three times. I've said Chris now. Lee a bunch of times. I will oh, say Chris Jesus. Lee until he comes out. Ghost of Chris Lee and the ghost of Christopher Lee. <laughs> That's right. Christopher Lee miss. So uh, here's a quote from Christopher Lee. And uh, I kind of want this to be a somber occasion, but I already, we, we got in trouble for using no Titanic no Titanic we can't do Titanic anymore I feel like we need to play the Titanic just to mourn just the shut the fuck up let me say a Chris Lee quote that we can't actually <laughs> mourn the Titanic song with Titanic we can't mourn the Titanic song well maybe we could maybe later oh that's it that was a short one well because I gotta do the it's quote now I'm ready. You, you just talked right over the intro right over it let's see I thought it was gonna be longer <laughs> Um, here's the quote. I've seen many men die right in front of me. So many, in fact, that I've become almost hardened to it. Having seen the worst that human beings can do to each other, the results of torture, mutilation, and seeing someone blown to pieces by a bomb, you develop a kind of shell. But you had to. You had to. Otherwise, we would never have won. Uh, and by the end of World War II, he received commendations for bravery from Britain, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, and of course, a uh, little Montenegro. Yeah, as opposed to the big one. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, On to his film career. Lee agreed to star in 1966's Dracula, Prince of Darkness, but he felt the script was so awful that he adamantly refused to say any of the dialogue. Uh, and they decided it was more important to have Chris Lee in it than to have a lead actor with dialogue. Yeah. So he just... <laughs> Very cat-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did that through the whole movie. Kyle would have been... No. Kyle never has this. But like, yeah, you could have cast it. Um, he's more 50s... This is 50s era Lee facts. Yeah. You ready for the 50s? Yeah. I'm ready for the 50s. 50s. It's a good, good decade to be alive. Was that what America was great <laughs> Uh, in the 50s, Lee was engaged to Henriette von Rosen, daughter of Count Fritz von Rosen, and the Count didn't like Christopher Lee because he's a dumbass. So he was like, you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> um, so this is what he did. It's a that's, lot that's like... Gabe uh, the White. Yeah. It's a lot like... Uh, Jesus Christ. It's a lot like, what's the fuck it's like? What? Oh, what I'm thing? I'm frustrated. It's like that thing. 
What? It's it's like uh, it's like the Jason and the Argonauts or something. Uh, the Golden Fleece. Uh, there was a king who told Jason to be like, or or was it the other guy? Some Greek legend where he wanted to bone a lady, and the king was like, "Well, in order to bone this lady, uh, you're gonna have to do this impossible thing." And uh, the and this is what the impossible thing he was told to do was. He was like, "You got to get the permission of the king of Sweden of all people." Mm. And then he got it. Nice. That's right. He boned that that man's daughter. Hell yeah, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. He boned a, a man's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> with the blessing of the king of sweden that's right christopher lemus chris yeah, lee that's in that swiss get a sword yeah. oh that's another one of, did i say that it's a world record he had a world record for most sword fights in a movie no okay well he did that's why that's, we're sponsored but that's, by, that's what the by sword swords. thing yeah dude with the swords <laughs> this is the best show on TV right now <laughs> uh let's sort see <laughs> Sword of. of. Oh, Jesus. Sword of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know there's a pun. Jesus. During his death fuck, yeah. During his death scene in Return of the King, uh, director Peter Jackson was describing to him what sound people getting stabbed in the back should make. Oh, dude. How are you just telling this director, like, listen, I know what it's like because I fucking seen it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what he said. That's the rest of it. He's like, that's not accurate. This is what it really sounds like. You fucking stab some supernumerary worker in the back there. That's what it's like. Holy shit. <laughs> that's what it sounds like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, most people know what sound of like the 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 sound effects that they hear in like Mortal Kombat and stuff is mm-hmm. when they're just shredding like vegetables and shit. Like, right. A bone's cracking. It's like it's a celery stick. Oh, did you hear that? It's like, no, this man's heard a real fucking stabbing. It's like, make your blood run cold. Mm-hmm. Damn, that was one cold, stone cold motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, almost did uh, it. I almost did it. Is does it count now? One if, and we, a half? if we say Steve now, is that count no, no, together? No no, 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 no. I haven't said the A word yet. So we can't, we can't have, be back. We have, we're barely through the fucking <laughs> beginning of this podcast. Just, I've already been frustrated like 15 times. We're not bringing in stone cold. Oh, you almost did it. Right. Damn. We're not bringing them in. You almost said it. It's not like Beetlejuice. Anyway, last but not least, despite everything you've heard about Kevin Bacon, uh, Christopher Lee was recognized as being the most connected actor in the world in 2008 by Guinness World Records. Um, His rate of connection to every single other famous person is uh, 2.59 steps, beating Bacon's six. Yeah. By almost double. Hell yeah. Right? Fucking Christopher Lee. He's 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 three steps away from any actor and exactly zero steps from that dude's daughter. All these different languages, like uh Can you can you not like be touching it all the time? It's not close enough. Well, you gotta make sure that it's I, plugged I in. It's gotta be plugged in though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can also lean in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I me, can't, you I see can't how I lean that far. Yeah. See how I lean? Yeah, I can't make it that far. Ah. All right, we got a game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck yeah! To honor Christopher Lee. So, here's the here's the idea of this game. Um, Christopher Lee, as we know, is a badass, mm-hmm. and essentially, if if any human being could fight any animal and win, it would be Christopher Lee. Yeah. You know that, right? Of course. You know that. 
I mean, we're talking about mythical beasts here. We're talking about like Tolkien ass stuff or like IRL. Just, just normal beasts. Normal ass animals. Yeah, normal definitely. Beasts. Definitely could take those normal ass. Fucking silverback gorilla. Please. The man is like, just look at him. He's like a silverback himself. He's got that salt and pepper going on there. Yeah. But can the common man do it? Do you think the common man has the kind of uh, competence that Chris Lee deserves? You know, I think I think a lot of common men out there um, are rocking that confidence, and maybe they shouldn't. So I found a survey that asked thousands and thousands <laughs> of American adults, the so United States, uh, uh, over a series of animals, whether or not they felt they could beat that animal up, and uh, to honor that. I, I came up with a little game for us. Let's see. It's called... It's got a specific name. Oh. Can you beat up animals? <laughs> hmm. That's right. All right. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each animal as they come up. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of beating this animal up. And uh, we're going to try to guess... Um, how many people in America by a percentage um, think they can beat this animal up? And the other person's going to try to do something else with it. I'll explain it when we get to that point. But the first one uh, is a rat. Can you beat up a rat, Ian? I could if I was so inclined, yes. Yeah, if you weren't like... (laughs) For this, imagine you're in a scenario where it's like a boxing ring, right? Yeah. And... uh, the rat is the reincarnation of Hitler. Mm-hmm. And it's angry at you and it's going to come for you. Yeah. It wants to kill you. So, does it have like a little Hitler stash? <laughs> a little Hitler <laughs> stash, right? I should have put a little Hitler stash. A little Hitler there. rat. Aw, he's just a cute little guy. Yeah, you should get a little more. We don't want to beat him up. He's a nice looking rat. I mean, yeah. He's a nice guy. And you guys would die because it would give you the bubonic plague and shit while you're cuddling mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Just make sure it doesn't have any fleas on it. It'll be all right. Yeah. It looks like a very cleanly rat. So. Very trustworthy. Now, is that like a a standard American rat, or is that like a Hamtramck rat? Mm. You know? Those are different. Right? I've seen Hamtramck rats like. The size of cats. The size of cats. <laughs> I've seen cats run away from rats. <laughs> so, uh, Ian. Yeah. <clears throat> tell me, what percentage of Americans do you think... Uh, believe they can beat up a rat who it's got to be pretty high because rats are very small right and i mean generally people are much larger than rats generally um i'm gonna say there's a small percentage of people who maybe have like a phobia or something where like they couldn't even approach the rat okay um so I'm going to go with like 97%. Okay. Could confidently beat up a rat. All right. Now, David, do you think that percentage is higher or lower than um, the actual? Well, you know, it's hard to get Americans to agree on just about anything. So in you know, 90%, what is it, 97%? I went with 97. I mean, if that's the thing that brings Americans together, a freaking <laughs> rat should run for office. But... Um, I'm going to go with lower just because, just because people are like so contrarian, you know, they're like, ah, you want me to say that I can beat up this rat? Uh, no, no, mm-hmm. I can't. So I'm going to say like 80%. Okay. 
Okay. You can only have to say, do is say lower, but uh, you're right. Sneaky D gets the first point. Mm. What do you mean? I'm right. Like exactly right? No, you weren't exactly right. That was 80%? It was it's, less than 97. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's 72%. Ah. Uh, I believe they can beat up a rat. Watch out. 28%? 28%. Are they like yeah. uh, have physical disabilities? or it might be something like yeah, that. They're yeah, they're disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Paralyzed from the waist down. I, I, like that I rat would fuck consider that point. I was... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What cool. I mean, what if like I wonder if they took that survey like after before after that movie came out, like Suicide Squad, where the girl controls like the army of rats and you watch them take down like a freaking kaiju with it. And you're like, okay, I'm not fucking with the rats. You know, it's assumed that like it's only one rat, but you know, people read surveys stupid, and I think that's a big uh, thing we need to be considering <clears throat> inside this uh, game here. Is yeah. that consider people... how stupid people are? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do rats travel like are they they form like a like a wolf like unit? You know, like a wolf pack, like a rat pack, or they just swarm. I don't think so. I think it's just one at a time, each one. So here yeah. we go. Here's, here's the next one. A cat. Uh, David. It's like a Dr. Seuss thing. It's like, <laughs> a, I saw a rat and a cat. Could you beat up a, a rat? Could David, you beat up a cat? Tell me, can you beat up a cat? Well, yeah, but like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, I'm not saying I wouldn't get without you know it wouldn't mess me up too but i i would win in the end i feel like yeah i mean that cat unless that cat is on like is juicing how you know and it's it like it's like you? lifting weights and shit <laughs> yeah how long do you think it I, would take I, to I, I, I got tools man do i get tools or do i bare fists it's bare okay Just so i don't have my staff of wisdom here to animal on animal lay it down know? yeah well, we're in like a wrestling ring though so i can at least use the environment to like go off the ropes and shit right yeah I'm like rope a dope in the cat. You can rope a dope a cat. <laughs> yeah, I could probably rope a dope a cat. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> yep. Definitely. All right. Can you beat up a cat? If I was so inclined, I think I could. Like, yeah. Like imagine um, We're gonna be quoted as like cat violence, like <laughs> like anti cat, anti woman, anti this movie that we're making. It's gonna be all these aspersions. Like imagine your cat Bela started talking all of a sudden. And first mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my god, it's a talking cat, this is amazing. And then it started talking shit, mm-hmm. like all the time. Like it would never stop talking shit, and it it talks shit to you for like a year solid. Mm-hmm. And at that end of the year, you've had enough of it. You're being the shit out of this cat. Would you win the fight? Oh yeah. All right. All right. So, um, David, how what percentage of Americans do you think believe can they can beat up a cat? Well, it's probably going to be lower than the rats, right? So, what was that, 70-something percent, right? Mm-hmm. So, we already got to cut that pretty much in half. I'm going to say, like, 35% of people said that they could uh, beat up a, a cat. Do mm. mm. you think it's higher or lower, Ian? I think it's a little higher than that, but I agree. It's probably lower than rats. A bunch of people are pussies. <laughs> They're not going to fight it. Yeah, it's probably higher. All right, Ian gets the point. It's 69% of Americans believe they could beat the shit out of a cat. <laughs> a lot of cat violent people out there. All right, next one. Can you beat up a goose? Mm. You know, that's a no, goose. Oh, game over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the goose has already got you in yeah. its clutches. Once it takes flight, you're already dead. It's like... He's already hacked your phone. You can't call for help. You're helpless. The, the government has already crumbled. You're you're done. Game over, bro. He's already 
everyone you know is secretly a part of the goose army, you're fucked. Just give up. Accept your fate. Okay. Don't fuck with the goose. Can I beat up a goose? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so he's got air superiority, man. They, yeah, they're too agile. They can fly yeah. out of my reach, and they've got like that neck that kind of does the... Mm-hmm. The craning pinch. Yeah. The craning pinch. Just the goose. And they're yeah. fucking mean. Yeah. They're, they're dinosaurs. They have a temperament. They're meaner than cats, I think. Mm-hmm. Do they have... They have a sharp beak, but they don't uh, have teeth, right? I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think they have teeth. I think I've seen like a picture of a mutant goose with teeth. So we don't have to worry about like a zombie apocalypse where they're biting people, right? I mean, they can... Zombie goose apocalypse. They can apocalypse. still nip you pretty good. Yeah. But you know, like the zombies, they got to get... Some of the zombies, you got to get them with the teeth, yeah. right? And they, they They'll the, break your skin with that beak, though. Out. Right. They don't need teeth. The question would be, though, could you have a goose Can they consume your the flesh? Biting? Probably not. Well, well they, don't, they don't care as long as you're they dead. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope there's never a zombie goose apocalypse. All right, so Ian, uh, what percentage of Americans do you believe think can uh, beat up a goose? And they they do have like groups, so maybe one on one with a goose. Like, I still don't think I could reliably beat up a goose. What you do is you grab the neck at the like the middle and you I swing think, it around. I think I would have a better chance of like one goose than like a flock of geese. And if there's a flock of geese, you do the same maneuver and you just whip them with the <laughs> other goose. But uh. I'm thinking like 40% of Americans think that they can beat up a goose. Okay. Do you think it's higher or lower, the actual number? Then 40? I'm going to go pretty similar to what I said before, like 35, lower. Okay. Uh, Ian gets the point. It's 61% wow. of America. Goose least... is just like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. All right, we're trucking through this, guys. Now we're talking about medium-sized dogs. Uh, can you beat the shit out of a medium-sized dog? Um, who goes this time? Uh, Ian said the... David would be so, going. David, yeah, can just you... Going all loosey uh, how would you beat the quantify shit Quantify medium-sized? Uh, like uh, like something between a, <laughs> between a husky and a Labrador, right? Or like a husky Labrador? You know, like, Husk- like one's got some meat on his bones. Mm-hmm. Huskador, like not a tiny dog, but like not the big ass dogs, right? So, how would you beat the shit out of a medium sized dog, David? I, 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 well, I wouldn't have, you I would hate to have to think about this. Well, I wouldn't you wanna, got to. I wouldn't want to beat a You're on a podcast, dog, so. motherfucker. This is what we do. It's this all is what good. We talk. Hypothetically violent towards animals. All right, all right. Tell me so. how you would beat the crap out of a medium sized <laughs> dog. How would I be an asshole? All right, all right. I got you. Because you got to get into the mind of a large percentage of the population. In order to get this thing. So um, we're only trying to figure out what America thinks. Mm-hmm. You know? Be cold. Be your, be the researcher self you are. How would you beat the crap out of a medium-sized dog? Mm. It's coming okay. at you. It wants you dead. Well, I feel like you need to use, like, you're not going to beat it with just your fists. You're not going to beat it with just, like, your, your brawn. You got to use your brains. So you got to do a quick flash of that taint. Stun. Whoa, what's that? I don't know what that is. What am I looking at? I thought I was, is that a guy? I'm not sure what he is. I'm not, is that a man? Is that a beast? That's a poor strategy. And then <laughs> you flash your tainted and then, at an angry dog. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, element of surprise. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll, are we are we allowed to use the oil in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can bring whatever's on your body. So yes. Yeah, naturally produced. Mm-hmm. The taint is very oily, mm-hmm. slippery surface. Use that. Dog can't get a good hold. <laughs> Okay. So just smother it. 
Smother it. Smother it. Smother it with the tank. Smother it with your body as you slip around it and all naked like. It was a wrestling match, you know? Yeah. Um, Give the people a good show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least we got that going for us. Um, so what percentage of Americans do you believe, uh, think can take a medium-sized dog? I'm going to say about 35%. <laughs> I'm going to say it's higher than that just based on the pattern that we're moving. <laughs> All right. The average American is about confident. 60. Yeah. All right. Uh, the percentage of Americans that believe they can beat the shit out of a medium-sized dog is 49%. Ooh. Ian gets the points. Yeah. Listen to your fuck face. All right. Uh, the next animal. Now, this is going to be a little little uh, sensitive for our, our American audience. Mm-hmm. A straight-up eagle. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah, it's a majestic animal. Um, it comes to the sky. It flies in. It's in the ring with you. Ian, how do you beat the shit out of a bald eagle? Mm. Are we breastfeeding in this scenario? Why did you? Because that lady got attacked I mean, by the eagle. Is that it? That you shared with us. I did that. You shared that video of that lady who was like breastfeeding, and an eagle comes to swoop up her like pet goose. Or duck or something like that, and she goes out yelling at it. I don't remember the things that I share with people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one would be pretty memorable. Um, it was in Canada. I would not be confident that I could beat up an eagle. They're very sharp. Uh, their talons and their beaks, and they're you know fast. They got range. They can fly away. Right. It's hard to really strike them. Um, if I had an implement, I might be more confident, but uh, I think like maybe 30% of Americans think that they can beat up an eagle. This is an upset, folks. Ian got it on the nose. <laughs> yes, 30% of America can beat the shit out of a bald eagle. <laughs> it's not very American. Like, why do you think they would refuse? You know, it's just the idea of it, right? Beating up your national symbol. Oh. That's like asking a Disney fan to beat the shit out of Mickey Mouse. You know, it's like, there's something wrong about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that wrong. It's just beating the shit out of an eagle hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, yeah America was built a, on hypotheticals. I hope it's a hypothetical asshole eagle. Yeah, so you <laughs> get the point right away on that one. You know, if you hit it on the nose, you just get the fucking point. You don't want to hit that eagle on the nose, tell you that. That's right. It'll, <laughs> you'll, it'll fuck you'll, you up. It'll hurt your hand. It's got a beak. It's, it's, it's a beak. Mm-hmm. I don't know the weak spots on an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has one. I think you got to take out a wing if you can. Yeah. But, right. I mean, it's if like it's swooping mobility. with those talons out, like, good luck on that. Right? Like, if you can, like, punch it in, the in like, in like the bird, like, coccyx. Right? Bird balls. <laughs> right in the right cloaca. In the cloaca. <laughs> Is it a female eagle, male eagle? They both have cloacas. The eagles do? All birds have cloacas. Oh, okay. It's a dinosaur thing. Yeah, it's a dinosaur thing. All right. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have another rematch. We're doing dog again, but this time it's a large dog. Oh no. That's right, uh, David. Okay. Uh, how would you kill a large dog? <laughs> I, I at least like my show. Probably just <laughs> snap its neck. Yeah. Wow, that's a little dark, dude. Well. A little fucked up. Damn, this ain't no small dog. You can't just smother with the taint. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Christ. Oh, jeez, that kind of—that's not fun. No, I guess 
Yes, it's not. Way yeah. to take all the fun out of this segment about yeah. beating up animals. Uh, What's your problem? I just kind of <laughs> cuddle them a little too hard just to pull a little Lenny from the, of mice and men. Like petting the rabbits. You know? <laughs> Just skip ahead. How much how much of America do you think can uh, believe they can uh, take a large dog in the ring? I'm gonna say about thirty three percent. Okay. Ian, do you think it's higher or lower? Lower. Oh, I've been noticing the pattern of. Oh, the percentages are declining since the last one was thirty. Ian's right. Twenty three percent of America believes. They can uh, take on a large dog, mano a mano. I wonder how much the average American could like just not have a heart attack doing any kind of like fight. In yeah, general. this is this mm-hmm. is all about confidence. It's not yeah. about ability. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. very confident here. Okay, so with that in mind, we're we're starting to get into the, like the areas where if you know your biology and you know your animals, you know that you don't fuck with these creatures, but. How many people really knows that our next animal is a chimpanzee? Oh, oh damn. Fuck. <laughs> chimpanzee will straight rip your face off. Yeah. <laughs> it's well documented not to mess with a chimpanzee. Yet, we're talking about Americans here, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's who's up on this one? That'd be me. All right, Ian, how, how would you fight a chimpanzee? Oh, fuck. I would protect my face. Right? Just run away. <laughs> <laughs> I would try and hit it in the genitals. With, yeah. Like kick it. Just be submissive until it's genitals come the near girl you. They're so sensitive. You kick it, lady in the genitals. It'll still hurt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they've got like longer arm reach, but they got short legs. So I would use my legs as my primary weapon to kind of move. I mean, they're probably still faster than I am, but... uh I'll be able to keep some distance. My leg length and their arm length, I, I have a little bit of reach there. So I'd be kicking. Okay. I'd be aiming for face and genitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like made of steel too, though. Yeah. That's the I, thing. I, I, I'm still not confident. You I would probably win. die from a chimpanzee attack. Okay. So uh, Americans, what do they think? I bet about 20% think they could take a chimp and they're wrong. Okay, that's pretty. That's a pretty good answer, uh, David. Do you think? Uh, first off, would you? Do you think you could fight a chimp? You're you're a well muscular man. I could fight a chimp. I wouldn't win. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, you're not going to win the fight. And if you can't mm-hmm. win, then you got to make sure that you take the chimp down with you, right? Mm-hmm. So, pretty much, you're sacrificing the hands to secure it, and then you just you got to use them. You got to you got to bite down. That's pretty much you got to do. You just got to use your only weapon that you got. Cause that thing is way stronger than you. They got they got type two B twitch muscle fibers in their bodies, which we don't have, which are explosive, oh. and they can just fuck you up. If we had those, we'd be they'd be amazing. But only only predators and stuff have like really those large, fast, explosive fibers that can just like fucking annihilate things. Mm-hmm. We should we should try to get like a CRISPR mm-hmm. kit going and give yeah. ourselves some of them twitch muscles. Yeah, they're like ultra fast. <laughs> you know, while twitch we're on twitch, you know? explosive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever see like animals when they go like when they're like skitter? Like watch a squirrel just go how fast they are. So imagine if you had those muscles, right? What you could do with that? You were covered in hair. Like freaking Spider Man. Squirrels predators? No. Oh, they, but they still got they still got those faster. Just in general, up next, predators squirrel. and uh, <laughs> squirrel, nature's n- n- killing machine. 
perfectly so, designed. So Ian guessed that 20% of Americans believe they can beat the shit out of a chimp. Uh, do you think the actual percentage is higher or lower? It was, the, it was a 23 for the dog, so I'd probably say mm -hmm. it's definitely lower, but so I'd say lower than 20%, because otherwise I'm going with like a 3% margin there. Okay. David gets the point, 17%. You know, we're, we're, we're narrowing down. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all noticed some of the, some of the patterns. But, uh, okay, we're, we talked about straight-up brawn. Now we're going to talk about a little venom. Yes, that's right. King Cobras. Mm. Do, 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 do. Damn. No, that's not Cobra territory. No. Fuck. Whatever the King Cobra song is. Just put it in, Scott. Anyways, uh, David, how would you kill a King Cobra? Well, it's not that hard to kill that Cobra, but like it's gonna kill you guaranteed. You barely even like clip just like a little nick and you don't have antivenom, you're dead. So mm -hmm. some of those really highly venomous stakes, it do it doesn't matter. All it's gotta do. So I mean, if you can avoid the actual fangs, then good luck. But I don't know, maybe use a wad of your own hair to form a shield to like <laughs> to, <laughs> hair to stop. shield. Hair shield attack. Ah Saruman the hair, the the gray haired. And I'll and I'll block him with my hair like a little net. Like, ah, fuck you, snake! And then snap its neck and then bite down. Yeah, because just in case you didn't get it with the neck, <laughs> break it, break it in the kneecap. So they don't have kneecaps. So okay, well, something crunched, crunched enough. I'd crunch him. Okay, that's how I do it. So, uh, what what percentage of Americans do you think uh, believe they can beat the shit out of a king cobra? I'm going to say 5%. 5%. Mm -hmm. uh, is it higher or lower, do you think, Ian? I think it's a little higher than 5. Okay. What's your reasoning? Do you think it's... Um, just because the last one was 17 to 5, that's a that's a better like range for me to <laughs> okay. bet on. Okay, that makes sense. I was just wondering if you thought like maybe all Americans think of the hair defense. <laughs> Maybe the bald people are they're fucked. Yeah. So uh you said lower. No, I higher. said higher. And you said five. Yeah. Ian gets the points. Fifteen percent of Americans <laughs> believe they could beat the shit out of a King Cobra. <laughs> that's that's kind of a loaded question though, because yeah, you could beat the shit out of it, but you'd be dead. So it's like they would you it would take you out. It's uh, not gonna beat you in like strength, like an arm wrestling contest. Right. Like it's just a little stake. Now, this is a this is a ring and two pissed off creatures. You know, and uh, now we're getting back to the strength. I mean, territory. I could beat the shit out of a king cobra if I had like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just me, I probably I would be dead. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. All right. Our next animal, a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> kangaroo will straight disembowel you. Yeah. They, they don't even need their legs, man. Their arms are fucking jacked. They're beefy creatures, and they can stand on their tail and use their legs they as well. They could flip a fucking car easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was this time in Australia where they went to war against the kangaroos or something, and they lost. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they have, like, tanks and shit rolling in. They're like, yeah. go back. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't get, beat them back. The kangaroos won. So, um, uh, Ian. Yeah. What? Uh, how would you fight a kangaroo? Oh fuck! I would jump in his pouch. Stay away from those kickers. I would try to get behind it and like mm -hmm. 
choke it out. Okay. Um, again, not confident that that would be successful. They're pretty fast also. Uh, That's true. I'm thinking. Hide in the pouch. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I don't know. (laughs) Your whole body's sticking up. I don't know. I don't know. Develop a bond with it as if it's your mother and then lull it to a sense of security and then rip out its inside organs from the pouch. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the way to trick it. it. Uh, Americans probably like 10% think they can beat up a kangaroo. Okay. David, do you think it's higher or lower? Say, say lower. Lower than 10? Yeah. Uh, it is 14% mm. of Americans believe they can beat up a kangaroo. So Ian gets the point. And now we're on to uh, everyone's favorite version of a dog. A wolf. Straight up wolf. If you have ever seen a wolf in the wild, you'll know that they're pretty large animals. Mm -hmm. uh, Larger than most dogs. And of course, they're ferocious. They're wild. They're not tamed by millennia of human intervention in their uh, genetics. Scooby snacks? They don't like Scooby snacks. They like to snack on Scooby, you know? Yeah, they do. That's right. So, um, so David, how would you kill a wolf? Well, are we still in the ring right now? <laughs> yeah, still like, one-on-one. One on one. I was going to say, because I was saying I'd probably have to use the ropes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like go in and out, ducking and bobbing, and be swinging around on those babies. It's head stuck in there. Take the rope, wrap it around. It's neck, it's flailing around and shit. I'm like, ah, that's right. Who's the elephant now? And then, I don't know. I don't know if I could like actually still kill it because it's so pretty <laughs> tough from there, even if it's subdued. So then I just have to... I don't know. Just uh, do the five-point heart-exploding technique on it, probably. Okay. Pie mm-hmm. me. And then it walks five steps. Dead. dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You know, that's, that's, that's sound. It's the most humane way, I think, out of all the options I've given so far. Right? <laughs> it's just a nice little heart attack. Yeah. So far, we're the nicest to the wolf. <laughs> like, dude, you don't have any resources? Can we just like offer like a cheeseburger or something, clog its arteries? Okay. How many Americans do you think believe they can also take a wolf like you? Um, I guess lower than last time. What was it, like 14% or something? So I guess I'll say like like um, 10%. 10%. 10% of people. 10% of Americans. Do you think it's higher or lower in reality there, Ian? I'm going to go with higher. Oh, I think it's like very slow, like eleven percent. <laughs> and of course, Ian gets the point. It's twelve percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Twelve percent of Americans think they could fight a wolf, but how many less believe they could take a crocodile? I mean, it depends on people watching so, Steve Irwin. Yeah, where 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 is this fight happening? Are we? It's uh, in the ring. It's all in the ring. Okay, the so it's out of the water. They can still go fast. They are fast on the land. Yeah. They can go up to... I don't to think people know that, but I mean... Climb over you, fences and shit. If you're in the water, you're straight fucked. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's this log? Oh, it's my dad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, on land, you, you maybe stand a better chance, but still, uh, this creature's been around since dinosaur times, mm-hmm. like way longer than we have. It has Te- it? Technically, wouldn't it, 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 it is like a dinosaur if it's from that era, right? 
This got, is it like different genetics it's, it's or older. something? It's a it's an archosaur dinosaur. It's pre dinosaur. Yeah. It's archosaur, archosaurian. So it makes it. It's like mm-hmm. a dinosaur for the dinosaurs. Yeah, like back in the dinosaur, dinosaur times, you're like, man, this guy's a dinosaur. That's what the dinosaurs called the crocodiles. Right, and then they died. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Ian, what do you think? Uh, how many Americans think they can beat up a crocodile uh. given the chance? I mean, we, we're in a culture that has straight up seen Steve Irwin like mount one. Yeah. Um. So I think Americans are overconfident. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go with 10% on here. Okay. Okay. Do you think, uh, David, that I'll it's definitely higher? go higher than that. I think people watch Steve Irwin and they go, ah, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, 20% of people think they could take out a crocodile. They'd be like, oh, all you got to do is just close his mouth and it can't open it. It's got weak muscles. It's like, <laughs> well, what do you do then? Poke it in the eye. Yeah. Gouge its eyes out. Haven't you ever seen uh, Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. He just lost a hand. No big deal. <laughs> right? Got the sucker's eye, though. <laughs> so you said what? Pretty you sick, said what? I said 10%, and David said higher. Okay. The actual answer is 9%. Ooh. Yes. So uh, another point for Ian. Um, looks like Ian is way better at beating up animals than David is. <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, beating up animals, just percentages. He just knows people. I guess maybe that's what it is. Our next animal that we're going to try to defeat in combat in a ring is a gorilla. Jesus. Right? Big old gorilla. Real silverback. You know, we had a chimp before, but now we're going straight up gorilla. We're, yeah. we're getting all the mass possible. Now, these are relatively peaceful creatures, even compared to the chimp. They, they're vegetarian, largely, and... Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you don't want to like threaten their pride and stuff like that, but uh, but normally they they're fairly uh, timid creatures. Yet mm-hmm. they are they they're, pack, they're big boys. They're big boys. They pack a lot of hundreds of pounds over us. Yeah, and they're pure muscle. And I mean, some of them are really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're you're getting at my strategy. <laughs> I'm gonna go the David route and uh, you're just talking about mounting things. Flash some taint and <laughs> see and see if I can like pacify this creature right right just a little just, uh, just a little yeah uh see the taint strategy is not so gotta, bad after all <laughs> see see you gotta appeal to its lighter side and uh you know maybe you you take it in the butt a little bit that's gonna hurt but uh once it's done like it's probably gonna fall asleep and then that's your chance to Give it the old elbow and the damn. I mean, I don't know. It's it probably still probably be gonna really, wake up and kick your ass. It'd still be a, really fucking hard to like beat yeah. it up. It'll just wake. It just wake. It, it just up. wake up. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you were my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that'd be your best chance. I don't know anyone who could beat up a gorilla, but I think Americans think they can. Probably five percent of them. Okay. Do you think it's higher or lower in reality, Dave? Well, first off, how would you seduce slash fight a gorilla? I mean, I'm going to go based off all the research says. And, you know, if you watch the movie Congo, you would know that that's based off of true events. Right. And in those, they have the really big Is that gorillas. the one where, where Tim Curry uh, yes. is collecting diamonds? The city of Zinj. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gorilla is speaking with you. It's like, yes. Uh, go away, evil monkeys. And they're like, oh, okay. So that's what I would just do. Like in the movie, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, go away. If that didn't work, play dead. And then just sucker punch it and then pray. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, your your guess was five percent. Yeah. So, do you think it, the actual percentage is higher or lower? Oh, I guess people are confident as the motherfucker. They always, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I have to say higher. And you got 6% it. Six percent or something. You got you got it. Eight uh, percent. Wow. Of Americans think they can beat up a gorilla. <laughs> they think they can take on the world, baby. You know, they should just be like, can you? What about a meteor heading towards you from outer space? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say, oh, uh, about 7% of people think they can take on a meteor yeah. the size of Texas. You know, so not a whole lot of smart people out there. but yeah. mm. So uh, this, this, <laughs> if, you, if you thought that one was ridiculous, uh, I'm really curious to hear you guys' strategy on uh, how you might uh, defeat an elephant in combat. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a bigger ring just to fit everybody, but uh, it's all the same concept. Uh, it's a blink ring. You can rope a dope if you need to. Um, this ring's going to fucking collapse. And Imagine a good ring. I don't think it's going to come after you. A well-built uh, ring. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. to the death. The, the, the bell goes off. Steel cage. Steel cage match, match with the, with the elephant. elephant. <laughs> uh, how, would you, how would you defeat an elephant? I'll tell you how I do it. I'd summon Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby. Oh, Fuck. shit. That's oh, the third shit. time. Oh, my all, God. God. Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish I knew where that button was. <laughs> and we're dead. Oh, one minute. Yeah, one minute. One minute. One minute. God damn it. Was that yeah, three? Oh, that was only two. Wait, wait, oh. Was it? You said Stone Cold and then... Stone Cold Steve Austin? Austin. I said oh, the- no. Oh, oh, shit. He's here. Everyone with the elephant. Gone. Now where'd the ad go? Uh, there it is. Ad break, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> uh, if anyone's actually watching this, there. <laughs> well, they're, thinking, they're watching this. I hope they're learning something. But, you know, really, there's always a chance. Scientific tests. Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. That fact is verified by an independent consulting laboratory with more than 15 years' experience in cigarette research. The report from the consulting laboratory stated, based on our analytical findings, it is our opinion that Lucky Strike cigarettes are the mildest of the six major brands tested. And no wonder Lucky Strike cigarettes have been proved milder. For years, Lucky Strike has conducted a unique and vast program in research, in quality controls and manufacturing methods. And today, tomorrow, always. LS, MFT, LS, MFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco with smoothness and mildness and never a rough puff. So light up a Lucky. Prove to yourself what scientific tests prove. Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. Let your own taste and throat be the judge. For smoothness and mildness, there's never a rough puff in a Lucky Strike. Thank you, George Fenneman. I've been pleased to see how many of you king-size smokers have been changing to Chesterfield. It's just as I've been telling you, king-size Chesterfields contain tobaccos of better quality than any other king-size cigarette. Now, either way you like them, regular or king-size, Chesterfields have a better taste and they're really milder. People smoke camels than any other cigarette. How mild, how mild, how mild, how mild, how mild can a cigarette be? Make the camel Chesterfield is 
best for you. Much milder, better tasting, too. They're today's best cigarette pie. Come on, smokers. Why don't you try? Chesterfield. Best for you. Chesterfield. Best for you. Regular king size either way. Make a Chesterfield today. Now, let's take a quick musical trip to Blue Ribbon Lands, to places around the world where folks enjoy internationally famous Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Ready now? See how many you can get. Yes, Harris is right. In Gay Paris, folks just like yourself enjoy that smoother-tasting Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. Now... That's right, that's right, Managua, Nicaragua. Another wonderful place where internationally famous Paps Blue Ribbon is served and enjoyed. Next. <laughs> Chicago is right, that's right, yes, all over America, all over the world, folks enjoy that number one international favorite, Paps Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. It's the beer the whole world knows about. And remember, the quality that has carried the fame around the world is yours for the asking. So next time somebody says, what'll you have? Give them the world's best answer. That smoother, smoother, smoother Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Tomorrow is the beginning of another weekend. Two whole days to relax and have fun. You'll be planning picnics and backyard barbecues. Just be sure there's plenty of Pabst Blue Ribbon cooling in your icebox. Tomorrow morning, ask your dealer for a case. In cans or bottles... Pabst Blue Ribbon is the finest beer served anywhere. Your taste will tell you why. During the war, the Navy had to paint thousands of new craft of all kinds, from motor launches to battleships, with millions of gallons of paint. They had to get the job done in a hurry, and there weren't enough paintbrushes because the supply of hog bristles from the Orient was cut off. Well, for some time, the DuPont Company had been experimenting with nylon for bristles. Nylon drawn out in a single filament like a thin wire. The Navy asked DuPont to supply paintbrush manufacturers with nylon bristles. Well... It wasn't an easy assignment, but we did get the bristles into quantity production, enough to let the Navy have quite a few paintbrushes, uh, two million, in fact. And as production went up, it was possible to bring the price down. It may be an old story, but there's a reason for telling it to you. Now, millions of Navy men are home. They use nylon brushes in the service or saw them use. Master painters and other people have heard about them. And the demand for paintbrushes with nylon bristles I would pay money. way ahead of the amount of bristles we can furnish to paintbrush manufacturers until more plant capacity can be installed. Everything possible is being done toward this end because interest in the new paintbrushes is so keen we'd like to take this opportunity to answer a Who few is of this your idiot questions sticking around. All right. Bristles <laughs> of nylon are exceedingly tough. Tests have shown them to have Many other outstanding characteristics, such as outlasting natural bristles, we have an excellent feed. three to five times. It says, it says and being man-made, they're well, more uniform yeah, than the natural. They aren't affected by salt. Recommended changes. Everything's stains, going perfect. Stains, lacquers, or calcimines. 
They're easier to clean. They aren't attacked by moths or mice or any other bird. The natural bristles we manufacture today pick up more paint than natural bristles. The performance of a nylon bristled brush improves with age. The demand for nylon paintbrushes right now is so great that you may not be able to find a brush at your neighborhood no, store. Don't but challenge you yourself, one, David. You fuck up. I'm sure anyway. you'll be as pleased as we are with this new addition to the list of DuPont better things or better living. My God, it's the easiest Among thing. You, you put your head next to it and you make a tongue. Is DuPont neoprene it's like, rubber used for many products? No! Like this, and in a wide close variety of ways. That's to be this close to me. We heard of another interesting use yeah, of neoprene. The collapse thing, like this. A California couple developed a new household that, tool for polishing ideal. silverware. Can you just factory. not grab they the, used the a block cable? of DuPont neoprene? Well, now I because it is resistant to the oils and chemicals in silver polish. And because it contains no awareness which discolors silverware. Needs work. In the block of DuPont neoprene, there are places for knives, forks, and spoons in which the silver polish is put and the utensils rubbed back and forth. This unique use of DuPont neoprene is another example of how many new businesses have started with the help of the DuPont company's Better Things for Better Living through chemistry. We're back. Whoops. We're back. That was difficult. Where were we? What animal were we trying to beat up? Uh, David was going to try and beat up an elephant. Oh, okay. That's right. I summoned the powers of our the human race. You did, and mm-hmm. he didn't stick around to help you beat up the elephant. We're just now injured trying to beat up an elephant. Everyone's everyone. I thought was just. I thought he didn't discriminate. He just laid down the beat down on you know what does he say? He's just coming for you. You know, just doesn't give a shit. I don't think he says I any of those things. I think he downed a beer and just gave a stole cold stunner to that elephant, and it's it's dazed and confused. I would totally watch Stone Cold Steve Austin give a stunner to the elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. It's a little hard to do the flips, maybe, but mm-hmm. the stunner, probably. <laughs> That'd be great if the elephant bought into it. <laughs> Just fucking rolling around the <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, guys. Um, elephant. Uh, how would, how, what would, what would your, uh, is, is that your technique is to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to do your dirty work? I don't think it would work. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. Okay. So how many Americans do you think uh, would find some similar way to beat up an elephant? Oh, oh man. That's tough. It's just the exact percentage of stupidity that you got to think of. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll say like 4% of people. 4%? 4%. Ooh. We're getting low. We're getting low, fellas. There's some people out there be like, easy, baby. Just climb up there. Pop out the eyes. <laughs> Dead elephant. <laughs> Dead majestic creature. How would you kill an elephant? I uh, don't. I wouldn't. In Mortal Kombat. Like it's you're in a ring, you know? An elephant signed up for this too. And so if it's you versus the elephant, it's, it's got to be you, right? Just, I'm just, I'm it's like a pissed off elephant. I'm just going to fucking give up. It's going <laughs> to crush me. Like That's true. I would try, I guess. I'm sure it's a clean kill. I would try to like grab the tusk and just hold on for dear life. <laughs> or not the tusk, the fucking, the trunk. Just ride it, man. It can't try kill and, you, but you can't kill yeah, it. Try and s- squeeze it and like cut off the airway, but it also has a mouth, obviously. And that's like, um, I'm, I'm pretty much doomed. It's oh, yeah. just going to crush no, me. Okay. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to get crushed. So, uh, 
Uh, what did what did you say? Four percent. Yeah. Is it higher or lower? Shit. I think five percent of Americans are dumb enough to think they can beat up an elephant. So you think it's higher? Yeah. Well, by thinking it's higher, you you win the segment. It's uh, it's eight <laughs> percent. Oh my god, it's actually higher than the other ones. What was the seven? What was uh, the lowest one? It's the so same far? as gorilla. Oh, it's the same. It's the same as gorilla. Gorilla. So that's elephant. zero. That's zero for us. Then you can't go anywhere. Uh, and the next animal, a lion. Okay. So a big cat. Yeah. Very big cat. Um, lions, of course, the king of the jungle. Uh, they are uh, carnivores. They do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So imagine, Ian, you're in a ring with the with the world's largest king of cats, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up." He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you defend yourself? Uh shit. That's the thing is it like it's all defense. Like you you're not going to fucking attack a lion and win. Right? Uh yeah. It's a lion and you're it, dying. I think again I'm I'm going to try and like kick at the genitals. Uh but I'm mostly going to just get fucked up and dead. Right, you're just gonna get drunk first, and then <laughs> enjoy your last moments. Yeah, uh, man. So, what percentage of Americans do you think don't feel that way? They think, you know what? I could find a way to beat this guy. Eight percent think they could beat up an elephant. I think like so the lowest seven percent think they could beat up a lion. Okay, seven point six percent like round up to eight. <laughs> David, how would you uh, murder the king of the jungle with your bare hands? Well, again, you got to go based off of what the research says and the examples that we've seen. And what I've, so what I've seen is you want to be like near a cliff mostly. Um, oh, right, right. And you got to like, you know, they're like hanging from a cliff. And so you're going to, you're going to, she come up real close. Kind of be right up against the ropes and well, like, the, try and gotta, lure it. whisper in their ear be like, no, oh, you're out of the ring. You're out of the ring. ring. The ring out. We'll count them out. It's a ring out. <laughs> Shoot them. <laughs> Get them a, a ring out victory. You just need a herd of wildebeest underneath the ring. Summon the wildebeest. Okay. So, uh, do you think uh, it's Called higher Johnson. or lower than seven uh, percent for Americans who think they can actually I defeat guess a lion? I'll have to go with lower. Um, and uh, Ian's got it again. It's eight percent again. It's 8%. as low as you can go. You're fucking kidding me. Eight percent is zero. It's the base floor. <laughs> All right, our final animal in our in this my favorite new segment of can you beat up animals? A grizzly bear. And uh, for this photo, we actually have a picture of a guy right next to a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that, guys. <coughs> if you're not watching this stream live, uh, you don't know what's happening. Is that guy really, that guy about to fight that grizzly bear? I think he's tamed the grizzly yeah. bear or something. That's mm. what he's bragging about. Oh, actually, what they have, they have like the circus bears where they take out their teeth and it's mm-hmm. like really cruel. And then they show the the people that like are handling around with the bears and they become like friends with them and stuff. They still kill you with, without their uh, teeth though. Yeah. Right. Cause they got them. They're, hands. S- they're still very big animals, yeah. but I've seen like some, some Instagram reels, I think, cause I don't really go on TikTok, mm-hmm. but of, like this guy that was hanging out with the, one of those bears and it's like, and then when like, uh, like it like, it like went like this and like bit like its own arm. People are like, Ooh, it wants to bite him so bad, but it's like, ah, I just got to bite my own arm. Try not to. But then somebody like commented with like, like the sad reality of it. And it was like, Oh, that's sad. No teeth. Right. So we're but assuming this is a toothed grizzly. This bear. is, this is a grizzly bear straight out the woods. Okay. Yeah. In the ring. Good dental plan. A mm. good representative hollow type grizzly bear. Am I going first? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to tell me your oh. your technique. Oh yeah. Man, the technique tell you is what. you got pliers and you're gonna try to get them teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, mean, I was thinking the thing's so so just so big. You know, you just have to like slip under it real quick and be like, whoa, where where do you go? Where do you go? And then you know you'd be like on top of them, right? And then he'd be like, ah, oh, what's this? And then you start giving him a little back massage, a little back massage. And like, oh, that, that is a tight spot. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in the straight out of the woods, you know, got this freaking tight. And I, I, you find the right trigger point and then bam, just like, you know, use that to like knock them out. The trigger points, <laughs> like a little chakra, tap in, you know, cut off the chakra, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a chakra. You know, I would I would I would put money on David with this if he came up if he came to me telling me what the grizzly bear chakra was, and like all I had to bet on is like the grizzly so bear tapping on the honey chakra. Like the grizzly bear is just going to be confused because it's like a small animal he's with, and he's wondering why he has to kill the small animal. Uh, but David's going to be like sliding under it, punching right at the chakra. Maybe he could actually do it. Yeah, there's the testicle, there's the genitalia chakra that Ian is fond of. I would hit him in the chakra of joy, the, the honey chakra, take away his willingness to live. <laughs> there <laughs> Su- we go. Pair suicide. All right, <laughs> we've gone there. Nice. Uh, so what percentage of Americans do you think have a similar uh, thought process? God, I hope it's less than 8%. <laughs> that lands on, okay. So what percentage? Um, well, let's say lower on this one. I'd probably say like uh, uh, 4%. Okay. Okay. Kay. Ian, do you think it's higher or lower? It seems like 8% is our baseline. <laughs> I'm going to go with 8. <laughs> I'm going to higher. higher. It's higher? And Ian wins the segment because it's 6% <laughs> yeah. of Americans believe they can beat up a grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been... Uh, can you beat up animals? Only on Scottcast. Chris Lee Day. Chris Lee Miss. All right. So that was a good segment. Yeah. Chris yeah. Lee versus a grizzly bear. That'd be a. That'd be over in like five seconds. Oh yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many Americans believe they can beat up Chris Lee in the ring? <laughs> Zero. Zero mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like a Nazi bear. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Definitely dead. Right. And hunt if you believe hunt that baby down, he used to hunt down them Nazis. Yeah. He would not see it coming. Mm-hmm. And if you, uh, audience member, in the future probably, probably not right now, right? Yeah, not right now, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but audience member, if you need uh, a, a tool to kill animals in a, <laughs> in, a, in a ring environment because you're forced to in this weird sadistic podcast game in the future, uh, get yourself a sword. Go to the scottcast.com forward slash sword. And use a sword against a grizzly bear. It'll be better than trying to punch its honey chakra and ruin its willingness to live. Thescottcast.com forward slash sword. All right. Where are we at now? Oh, that's right. We got ourselves. Yeah, baby. Check this out. We got B News. B News. Oh, shit. B News. B News. News. Yeah. So, uh, some recent uh, properties uh, came out of copyright, I'm hearing. Uh, uh, earlier this year, The Great Gatsby came out of copyright. And uh, just the other week, uh, Winnie the Pooh came out of copyright, and somebody immediately 
uh, snagged at the opportunity, whatever mm-hmm. word that was. <laughs> could you beat Winnie? Could you, get, could you beat up Winnie the Pooh in the fight? I mean, he's a bear, technically. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what, what, what is that? Six percent of Americans believe they can beat up Winnie the Pooh. That's what they were thinking. They're like, oh, like Winnie <laughs> yeah. the Pooh. Yeah. So there's this new uh, movie coming out, Ian. Uh, did you read about it? I did. I, I sent you the link. <laughs> I, I everyone sent me this link. Actually, like David <laughs> sent this link to me. I got this link in my feed. You sent the link to me. But uh, I decided to give Ian the opportunity to tell us about this particular movie are you gonna go see it i see uh, i mean i'm thinking about it we'll we'll see what happens uh i so. believe the title was uh blood and honey <clears throat> and it's a like a horror tinged reimagining of the winnie the pooh story uh they didn't give a lot of details about plot but there was like some i don't know if those were like screenshots or like uh kind of promotional uh concept art of of like what the winnie the pooh is gonna look like um it looks pretty bad but i mean they made it just now (laughs) it looks like maybe fun though you know i mean that sounds very similar to a a different uh movie that we might be uh trying to make but uh i think it's 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 a good thing to like subvert the expectations or like uh kind of reimagining like you know, your your pleasant things from your childhood in a, in a more dark and adult way. It's, it's fun sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's, that's kind of what we're all doing in the world, right? I kind of want to like, see what Eeyore's like in this universe. Oh, man. <laughs> like, because he was super depressed and dark just in the normal show. You know? Yeah. Like, is he going to be, like, hanging from a tree in He's this one? He's definitely, oh, like... He's just going to be looking around all the courses and be like... Oh, well. This is going to be the same character. <laughs> Another day. <laughs> His same lines work. Yeah, it's the same lines, basically. It's the same character. Okay. He's just going around, nice. just traipsing through the blood. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, what what childhood property would you uh, reboot in a dark, grisly way to, you know, uh, exercise your demons? Well, I mean, there's a lot of them that just don't make any sense, really, to be honest. Like, you're like freaking Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> They're all battling each other. You got freaking causing paralyzing from the waist down. And you got like, we ran to the Pokemon Center. Yeah, it's like a dog That's fighting up. for, for Probably kids. Pokemon's fucked up. It's like <laughs> dog fighting just nonstop. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty, just messed up in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. like a horror movie. Like, everything's a Pokemon. Like, that beer you're drinking there, Scott, or Ian is a Pokemon. What are you, yeah. what are you drinking there, by the way? That's the, uh, is that, mean, is that a segment? It's in a, a segment today? Uh, well, no, because he's already done it, but we'll just do this. It's That's in a, a Christopher Lemus koozie, but we got uh, the old Cerveza Del Rey Oscura oh, again. I like it. It's Ooh. black and blue. It's delicious. I, I got some more. It has, right? Nice. That does sound good right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up my sober streak. <laughs> You're doing so good. I'm doing pretty good. You're getting, you're looking good, man. Looking healthy. Am I really? Yeah. Because uh, you're more vivid. I was. Uh, I I texted a photo of me and uh, Chris Lemus tree to Julia tonight today, and uh, it was after I got like nine hours of sleep. It was mm-hmm. glorious. I was feeling so refreshed, and I text the picture, and she's like, "Oh, uh, did you not get any sleep last <laughs> night?" <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get like the you know the lighting in the bags in your eyes really doesn't represent mm-hmm. the bags don't tell the whole story. I think I think I'm just old as fuck now. 
I think it's just I'm I'm uh yeah. I'm aging beyond yeah. uh beyond my years. It happens. I'm um how do you say deteriorating before my before everyone's eyes? That's why we're doing video so you can see just how vivacious you are. That's why I'm so far away from the video. <laughs> I take well, still image. Yeah, it's hard to capture the the energy. Yeah, yeah. You need a photographer for that. Well, we'll figure that out later. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would reboot Hamtaro as a grisly uh, adult film. So, like. That movie, that show is just like a hamster in a cage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like has a voiceover. And is that I, what you call it, hamster in a cage? I, ooh, hamster in a cage. It's not bad. Um, and I would just have it be like, uh, like it's the same thing, but it's it's that narrator twenty years later, and like he's got problems, you know. Hamtaro's still in the cage, but he's been dead for like a decade. Yeah, he's rotting. <laughs> It's reanimated flies. corpse. <laughs> He's haunting the place. Right. <laughs> He's playing with the corpse. Right? Singing the little Ham Taro song. Yeah. Ham, Ham, Ham Taro. I don't know where we go. Ham Taro. He's like singing the creepy way. That's what I was singing. Like, it's like Winnie the Pooh going to be like, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. And like singing it as he's fucking killing people. <laughs> I have no idea what this is going to be about. It's, uh, it's going to be like, <sighs> <laughs> and that's why they call him Poo because he's like, <laughs> what if he's like a scatological sexual predator? Like mm. uh, he wants to, you know, touch well, people Chris, and shit on. I him. hope not. It's Chris Robin, and then you know, he's going to shit on Chris Robin. Mm. So I imagine Chris Robin's old. It does too. seem like a a prime opportunity for a zombies crossover. It does. It's like blood and honey. Like that was sort of uh, an idea we had in throwing around concepts was like the, like the bees, instead of pollinating flowers, they're now making their honey from like brains or like, you know, mm-hmm. body parts from, from humans. And if, uh, you know, how, uh, how Winnie the Pooh is, is pretty obsessed with honey and uh, if he's catching on to like where the bees are making it from. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his his go-to. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to the source. And uh, he starts tearing off heads. You know, and we can do it because it's public domain. Yeah. Fuck you, whoever owns <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, because you don't know more. We do. They're double dipping in that honey. <laughs> right? Do you think we could make a better... Well, you know, those people who made that Winnie the Pooh crossover, they know how to make movies quickly. Yeah. And that's their, our one weakness. That's our problem. Yeah, we we know how to make movies extremely slowly with little regard for whether we'll release it or not. <laughs> but these people, like, that copyright expired and, like, they have a film. Well, they yeah. have a picture of a bear. Well, they have the film, That's too, because they're releasing it. They got a date. Supposedly. You know? They just got a picture they're floating around. Who knows, man? You know, I mean, I'm just saying we should give them an email. You could release a picture of Send a zombie an and just start you know that little head thing and be like yo we got a zombie yeah movie's coming out tomorrow <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna beat that because we got a zombie short coming out uh in the garden uh this june which is like now <laughs> i mean like uh it's in the garden as in like it's coming out soon or in the garden as in you're shooting it in a garden it's it's titled in the garden oh it's ti- oh it's titled in the garden yeah, the short the, the short is yes yeah. oh. a man in the garden and it's a it's that's a, new. The story is a man's in his garden, and then a bee kills him. So it's a short that's 
it's in the zombies universe. Yeah. But it's maybe like early outbreak. <laughs> maybe. Somewhere around there. You know, it's I was, uh, not sure what the fuck's going on. Before the sirens go off, you know. I was, I was working in the yard today, dude, yeah. cutting the grass and whatnot before the rain, do you we, know. Do we have one of these? No. Okay. Uh, but just knowing that like our plan was to, to um, film this in my backyard, the short. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kind of started to meet our neighbors and it's like... Um, I don't know what nationality exactly. I'm guessing Bangladeshi. That's always a good guess in history. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, they were they they've been working on their little like garden as well. So we've kind of encountered each other as we're like outside doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like I think the guy's mother has been doing like planting uh, stuff in the alleyway. And she was like, I think complimenting our our yard, but we couldn't really understand each other. But I'm just, (laughs) I'm just picturing like we, we sort of like exchanged uh, pleasantries, pleasantries, like a lot of smiling without understanding each other. Yeah. Yeah. But they they were like, Oh, your yard looks like shit. They, they came and looked at our yard and then they they showed us like what what they're growing and they gave us some cilantro. (laughs) She should have some cilantro. It's like, all right, (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, yeah. But I'm just like, I wonder how that relationship will change (laughs) as they see what we do. (laughs) You know, I mean, if we're quick in and out, maybe they won't see it, and you'll just be like, "Hey, watch this movie I made." <laughs> hey, you guys want some blood, honey? Yeah, hey, this was filmed and uh, right here in our backyard. I bet you'd like that. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that one Brendan Fraser it's, movie. It's the folks we share the red fence with. <laughs> oh, they're gonna love that. That's you know? a good color. You should tell them that uh, the red yeah. fence is plays a major thematic role. In yeah, the, in it's the going short. to. Yeah. You know, what What else is red, David, do you think? Flowers. Blood. <laughs> flowers. The bees like flowers. Some some flowers are red. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Probably like bright colors. Yeah. Yeah. I had a run in with a bee the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, it wasn't a bee in with Ian, but it was pretty It was, I was out for a run, mm-hmm. as we do, you know, because we're doing that Lord of the Rings challenge and trying to put in those extra miles, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, like going, out of the shire. I'm going a little bit off road here. I feel like I'm in the Shire. You know, I'm running through the scenic routes, right? Yeah. yeah. They're beautiful, but the road's not super well maintained, you know? And yeah, I was running and uh, I was in a good rhythm and everything. And I'm watching out for traffic. I got my hear through on my earbuds. I'm fully aware of my surroundings. And then this giant fucking bumblebee just comes out right from my head. I'm like, oh shit, it's a zombie. It's coming from my head. <laughs> Naturally, I try to stop and I'm on loose gravel and Uh-oh. I just... And almost instantly, like, oh, the splits almost. It knew what it was doing. I say, almost confuse them first. Yeah. So, disable them, go for the taint, you know, like make them go down, drop down, taint to the ground. Next thing you know, yeah, go for the head. What percentage of bees do you think believe they can beat David up? (laughs) 100%. No, they're smarter smarter than that. I think they're smarter than the average American. But yeah, I kind of kind of threw off my hip there, and I was like limping back a little bit. I was like, "Damn, this bee fucked me up." Yeah, if humans gonna take out an elephant. They gotta have a plan, right? These bees sound like they're up to something. Yeah, maybe it's if you're going up against like a really clumsy giant animal, like <laughs> those things. Like maybe they fuck themselves up. Maybe they're just like, "Ah, shit," and tripped, and then yeah, cluts, 
classic klutz. Freaking lions, lion klutz, bitch. <laughs> hey, you tripped over your own foot and took yourself out. Mm-hmm. So fuck yeah, man. I'm glad you guys almost got killed by bees, but didn't. That's good. I mean, that's probably the biggest injury I've had this summer is just like from that bee, you know? Mm-hmm. They're coming after you. That's what's going to happen in zombies. That's stuff you don't, I think I'm, I'm looking out for cars. I'm looking out for, I don't know. How long have we been talking about bees? Comes uh, right through my head. Yeah. uh, How dangerous they are. Just naturally, you have to react. You know, you're not just going to try, you're not just going to let it hit you in the head. Take your fucking brain out. Yeah. Burst out of your little, little, little burster. You know, what are they going to do? Try to sting you. I'd rather die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sneaky, are you ready for, ready to shine for us? Oh. No. Well, you're going to have to improvise some fucking... Check this out. One minute. Uh, by the way, everyone, this guy has a way better stream than we do. Spicy Boy Charles. Check that out. And on your way to checking that out, uh, get ready for one of the greatest Scottcast segments ever produced. Even though I don't even like space. It's called Space News. Oh. Look space some shit up. News. I'll tell you what space news is. What's the news in space, man? I knew you would just know. There's a little thing called Star Wars that just came out. Obi Wan Kenobi. It's space news. It's a galaxy far, far away, and it just, it just got out. released. Yeah, and I think that the, there's two episodes out. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you know, I was gonna probably, hopefully, we can watch it with Kate or something like that. We can watch it. We can, get, you know, we can. I get some, uh, get some popcorn. Maybe butter it up. A little bit, a little oil on there, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, just throw them on the kernels, right? And then uh, watch that because that's like that's gonna hopefully be uh, like similar to the Mandalorian, you know? And that's gonna have some spacey stuff in there. What's, the, what's the space one? What's this one? Space. Well, it's on the same planet as before. It's on Tatooine space again. Space Wars. Why is everything Star Wars? S- space, like space Wars. Yeah. Um. So like, what's what's this one following? Like uh... Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's called Kenobi. Mm. It's got the Scottish guy in it, right? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Uh, He's like best character, so I'm hoping that'll be it'll, it'll be good. Uh, Christopher Lee in Star Wars. Yeah, Star dude, Wars Count yeah, Dooku, Count bro. Dooku. Yeah, man. He was like, if you watch the Clone Wars, he's actually. I think he might actually. I think he might actually voice that over because I don't think they got the voiceovers for all the the actors but christopher lee put in the work so he was actually dooku because yeah. dooku was like the main dude and like all over the clone wars he was all over it mm-hmm. and like in in episode two attack of the clones you see him he's like wow this guy's badass and then he gets he gets taken out you know because he has to go up against yoda and then mm-hmm. later then he comes back in the third one because they couldn't they couldn't beat him basically and he comes back in the third one and then anakin takes him out you know with the tapping into some of his his anger some of his rage and stuff mm-hmm. like that right but yeah that guy was a total badass in the clone wars and stuff but yeah he was count dooku which is like one of the best like star wars villains so yeah was he yeah like he i was, know like i know like because uh, he was like uh if you watch the clone wars and stuff that guy's like had a hand in like all sorts of stuff he was like no he had his own stuff. apprentices and stuff. Yeah. But in like the movies, he just he died cool, man. really quickly, right? No, he, he they tried to beat him and they couldn't. Like Yoda versed him and then uh, then he escaped. And then in the third one, it's like the Emperor wants him to kill, you know, wants Anakin to kill him 
you know, finish yeah. him off or whatever. And he gets kind of set up by the emperor, you know, so because he wants to train up Anakin as his next apprentice. So. Mm-hmm. But like Dooku was like, yeah, he was kind of like not fully Sith, not fully Jedi. It's like he had the Sith powers and stuff like that. But he was just kind of like a, like a, you know, doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Got got played though by the emperor. Just like like in Sauron, actually, it's a lot like Lord of the Rings, to be honest. Yeah, because like he was like, oh, this guy will give me more power. I'll I'll join on his side, and then you know that's the Sith thing. Is like they'll take their master out eventually. That's what Saruman tried to do to Sauron, and he got played too. So yep, two towers, and just like in the second Attack of the Clones movie, it's a rule of two with that guy. Saying the uh, Tolkien estate should be suing Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for like stealing their idea. Well, I mean, yeah, Tolkien's class. Actually, yeah, Christopher Lee actually met Tolkien in real life mm-hmm. at like a bar in London. That's true. Just the only person to actually even meet him. He read the books every year. He was a big hardcore fan. That's what's great about him. He's a great, he's like a nerd, you know, but yeah. like he was just excelled at so many things. It's crazy. Yeah. Talented guy. Oh, hell, Christopher Lee. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Christopher Lee miss. Yes. Jesus Christ, we're burning through this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we supposed to be doing a long stream tonight? So, uh, huh? Is it supposed to be a long stream or that we're just doing a little, well, little guy? Well, we had a couple breaks. We're just doing what's coming, you know? Okay. And we got, I got just one more thing on, on my list. I got the Scott Cast Citizen of the Week. It looks like Ian is, it almost looked like he was framed in it for a second there. <laughs> That would be an excellent trophy to get people. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting in the right place. All right. So our Scott Cast Citizen of the Week. Getting consumed by it now. Uh, there you go. <laughs> consumed by the cup. So for Scott Cast Citizen of the Week, we uh, we find somebody in the news. And since we spent so much of our time on Scott Cast, like talking shit, like about animals and people and stuff, um, Scott Cast Citizen of the Week, we're just like, we're giving kudos. Mm-hmm. And we had to give give kudos to this person. So, um, all right. So, uh, the author, um, Crampton Brophy, uh, wrote an essay called How to Murder Your Husband, has just been convicted and uh, is guilty of murdering her husband. Shocker. Yeah. So, that's the Citizen of the Week. Well done. You know, you stay true to your art. Yeah, I wrote the, the book on that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this te- textbook. Yeah, apparently. So uh, exactly, I'm going to kill this guy in case. Yeah, they didn't even have to admit that into evidence. Apparently, for the court, they were like, "Ah, that's just, that's just whatever. That's just creative license." But if we'll he like took some that. liberties, like beforehand, you're like, "I'm going to do a sweet backflip and then like cut his head off," and be like, "You didn't do that shit." Be like, check the essay. Apparently she used a gun. No style. <laughs> Next time you use a curved lightsaber. Jesus. Christopher Lee style. And you're just fighting a human. It's not like you're fighting like a rat or, yeah. or a kangaroo. Right. What was the deadliest one? Uh, it was the, I mean, Bear was the one that you people were least. still like six though, right? Honestly, I, I think I, I was kind of surprised that like elephant it. didn't get more. Right. There's no way you could beat up a fucking elephant. Like how? Like it won't even know. Like it's not no as de- it's, it's like, not as deadly as the other ones necessarily. I mean, it, it can definitely stomp you to death. Um, it's a tank, right? But 
you can't fucking beat it up. <laughs> yeah, like how do you? What's what's your what's your what's your strategy, my man? Like even if you had a gun, you need a fucking elephant gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a name for the gun that's big enough. It's, yeah. it's called elephant gun. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, that's our citizen of the week. Yeah, you probably like break your hands just trying to like punch it hard enough. Just to, yeah, it fuck you up. Okay. Apparently, she was motivated by a, a life insurance policy. Hmm. Fraud. Yeah. Insurance fraud. And we got a little bit of little bit of health news. We do. That's kind of disappointing, honestly. What? That she killed her husband for insurance. Insurance money. Feels like. That's pretty murder. That's like she wrote the, basic. That's like the mo- yeah, like such a basic. I think bitch that's a dumb fuck move. Motivation, <laughs> like right? boss talk or dumb. If you're gonna kill your spouse, like it better be. I don't even think it was Boston. Some I'm just extreme emotions him. going on about it. You know, it's got to be an act of passion, not a fucking insurance fraud thing. I mean, if I'm going to read through it, right, it's it better be interesting motivations. Yeah. You know? Might as well just like, like call a, the landlord an accomplice, accomplice or something. Ah, damn it. You know, he's on my ass. What am I going to do? You know? I guess I got to kill my husband. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder if the book was that boring too. It probably was. I mean, have you ever heard of this lady? No. <laughs> you know, and she lived her life. You know, she she lived she lived her art in a way. That's what you know? I was saying with the essay. She should have really like wrote it up. You know, like yeah. where, don't let your dreams be dreams with that insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, like li- like let's make it a little exciting here. You know? Right. Jesus. Yeah. Going to be in the headlines. You might as well spice it. You're up. a shit talking our person of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, you know. It's what we do. It's more like a shitizen of the week. So this has been. Scott Cass, Citizen of the Week. Oh, yeah. Where did I put this in? They may be a citizen, but they're in prison. <laughs> Scott has, City has a nice jail. Excellent penal system. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're at the end um, of the podcast. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. And uh, I want to know, what did you guys learn today? What have we learned? today i learned how stupid people are but like overconfident they are with animals mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. like just imagine like you're like i'm like i'm like freaking out with this bee coming at me and it's like it could sting me and kill itself and i'd probably be all right and i'm still like fuck god ah, jeez you know mm-hmm. like i'm skittish around it yeah like i see a spider same thing like i could kill it it's gonna get me it's like what can it honestly do to me nothing you got something a little more like coming at you, like a real wild animal. It's fucking scary. It's not, you're not going to take it out. You're not going <laughs> to. I love how like this beast flying at you and you're like, what a real wild animal is. Oh, there's, look at this. I'm like, hey, got these big eyes coming at me. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, wrestle it. It's like a crocodile mm-hmm. based off what I've seen Steve Irwin do. Yeah. Okay. Steve Irwin that. Okay, so hopefully the audience learned a lot about Christopher Lee. Well, we try to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to cover with it's, them. Honestly, it's like overwhelming. It's kind of a mess. You could honestly just spend I mean, an hour talking about him. It's nonstop. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of the reason for the season here, our, our right. Christopher Lee's celebration. I yeah. Uh, I think that that's the real takeaway. Is like he's hundred. Uh, we can't beat up animals, but. Christopher Lee, goddamn! I bet he, he was a uh, he was an immaculate human being, and I bet mm-hmm. he could beat up a fucking bear. You know what I think would be a great idea? Like, what's your secret, Christopher Lee? And he'd be like, "Can you keep secret?" And he'd be like, "So can I." 
That's a real Christopher Lee quote. <laughs> when he was in the CIA, like working for the special forces. Mm-hmm. Still classified. Classified. We should dig up Christopher Lee's corpse and have him act in zombies. I bet he'd like that. <laughs> is he is he cremated or do we know if he's we'll figured out? Yeah. But and if he's he's been cremated, we'll, is we'll his, his like visage it. public domain now? Because uh, it's dead enough. It's older than Ooh. what's uh, the, how many years after is it? It's older than Winnie the Pooh. Well, I mean, if we own his body, we own the dead visage, right? So let's dig up. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little grave. Like, look. I mean, we could just deep fake it, and like, I don't know if no. we have to pay the estate. Or no, like, no, 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 no. We're not doing any of that. What we're no. doing is we're grave robbing Shallow his corpse, <laughs> <laughs> and we are propping it up as like uh, a character, yeah. like David's love interest in right. zombies. Yeah, is the corpse of Christopher Lee, or something like that. Maybe he's the hero. I don't know what we're gonna exactly give him as a role, but what you, we need you mean to do. David? Yes, but what we need to do is dig up Christopher Lee's corpse, use it in the film, and then lose it. Like, we don't know where it is, as the police mm-hmm. question us. Yeah. And this is the reason why, because what better capstone to his legacy than grave robbers stole his corpse, put him in a movie, and lost it? <laughs> <laughs> Like now his corpse is somewhere else in the world. No one knows where, you know, probably a collector took it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe uh, someone just took it not knowing it was Chris Lee. Who knows? But, (gasps) but I believe. Is Where's Waldo public public diamond? No. You do the horror movie on that. No, we're talking, we're talking 1922. You could be like, where's that fucker? He's killing people. Where is he? Uh Can't find him. There is some like stupid internet videos like that. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but one of my kids were showed me at work. <laughs> Why? Because he's talking about where's Waldo? Uh, no, oh, okay. he just That's where you saw out it. of the blue. He's like, uh, look at this thing, and it's like, uh, it's Waldo, but he's like a quasi-human who like don't don't invite him in, or he'll he'll come to your soul and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's fucking Waldo. <laughs> And this kid's like but they don't even know what it is. Yeah, they don't know the original. They don't oh, know. Damn. They don't know. Maybe I mean, I bet, I bet if a kid like believed that and like they were actually scared about that, and then they go to a library and they see a bunch of books, <laughs> that would probably <laughs> fuck them up. Yeah, like it's always Waldo staring right in the camera. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't go to the library. Yeah. You might not find what you like. That's might true. not like what you find. So fuck. I guess that's what we learned today. Um. Christopher Lee's a badass. You know, Christopher Lee's a badass. Well, too bad. You don't have a horse cock. And, and, you know, that happened. Cabe the White. Hey, uh, it's Love Scottcast. All right, let's get out of this podcast. Let's do right. it. Let's wrap this, this one up. This festivity, the let's festivities. Let's wrap it up for the one viewer, which is probably me. Let's see. All right. We're watching ourselves. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Let's watch ourselves close it out here. All right. Who wants to who wants to do the honors? I'll go for it. From all of us here at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Skycast, we bid the adieu and a very 
Christmas Lee. Christmas Lee is in this. Yeah. Yeah. All Hail Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Yeah. Fuck. See you later, Scott Cascaders. Damn it. Yeah. Too many options. Let's hit them all. Click all the buttons. It's like you're on an elevator and you just hit all the buttons at the same time. Nice. All right. Oh. Well, we did it. Well, that happened. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty live, good. That live stream in life, man. Pretty good, Christopher Lemus, everybody. Um. Let's see. Next time, I'll try to get a game uh, where we're not just assaulting animals for 45 minutes. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed that. That was fun. I wonder if we get con- <laughs> content, what do they call it, community guidelines? <laughs> yeah. Violence against animals. That was basically the entire... <laughs> just right there and dropped on this. Animal violence? Oh, damn. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> like the entire, basically the entire stream had us, like blazoned on the fucking thumbnail. Can you beat this animal up? Yeah, that was the that was the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's not just. I mean, I, it was a slight twist. It was like, can you beat it up? How would you beat it up? But the real thing was like, the real mystery was how the fuck do these people think that they're gonna beat up these animals? That's that's yeah that's the thing that's kind of what I wanted to tame animals. That's why I wanted to get you guys to be like, how would you do it if you could? How how do you think it would happen? Hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's the it's the philosophy of it. Yeah, psychology behind it. I know it's for a philosophy comedy podcast. Something like that. On Spotify. Fuck if I know. And rate us five stars on on Spotify today. Yeah, yeah, I probably deserve. Well, someone better fucking think that. Yeah, dude. Actually, I didn't really notice the rating option on there before because I usually don't. Uh, I usually listen to your link on there and then like it just pulls pulls up the episode without going to the main page. You know. I can I see that. Search for that. Yeah, it's not really on the side pages to rate the the cast, right? But I did try searching for Christopher Lee, because I knew it was on a previous podcast. But it didn't get uh, picked up. There were some other podcasts that did, like, oh, The Life of Christopher Lee and stuff like that. But there was not, uh, the Scottcast one was called something else. It wasn't called Christopher Lee, so it didn't get flagged in the search. Mm. There was some episode, it was before, I know I know which one it was because it was right before, there's probably two episodes before the, the one, Ductator one. Because mm-hmm. I mentioned the ghost of Christopher Lee in that trailer. And you had just, right. just talked about it. So I know you could find it, but I just didn't want to scroll scroll but like there's a lot of episodes to scroll down and i was uh i was gonna listen to on the way here but uh no 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 dice right you, you would have realized i used the same facts <laughs> hey check it out we got our stream right here i'm gonna start to see the stats see if anybody popped in and was like what the fuck is this there's a huge spike for some reason when we're talking about just uh one particular section, like what? Interesting. Oh, we had two viewers at once and four oh. unique ones. Okay, let's go. Huh. People open it and close it. Oh, oh, sorry, wrong, 
wrong one. I was trying to look up the other. Huh. The minute by minute thing. Peaked at two viewers at 825. Right at the start, someone was like, I'm checked this. Oh, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. So, yeah, here we are. This is our life. What was the title of the stream? Christopher Lemus? Christopher Lemus. That should have brought in everybody, right? I mean, I don't know. We'll search it for that. But like, it shows up in like the random thing, right? You want them to happen upon it with the the random streams, the chill, the stream and chill section or something. They have like a subgenre of it. I don't know. I only ever used Twitch for watching game streams back in the day, before anybody could just 